The following program is being brought to you on the Seventh Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit SeventhWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. You can not only learn from your mistakes, you can celebrate them. They define who you are and serve as a learning tool to become your most beautiful self ever. Welcome to Beyond Religion, Your Life is Waiting with your host, Jim Stacy. Jim is the author of 11 books and is here to help you experience the power of the divine deep within yourself. It's inside you. You just have to know where and how to look for it. Now, here is Jim Stacy. And thank you again to everyone who's joining me again today for another session of Beyond Religion, Your Life is Waiting. Today I have a special guest with us, a man that has some deep insights into not only psychology, but to spirituality as well. And we're going to be talking about some issues today that I have had a very little research uh, uh, and study about these uh, topics, just a little bit, but we're going to go much deeper with them today. Sheldon Kramer is a Ph.D., highly respected for as an expert in the field of psychology, of relationships, and mind-body medicine. Sheldon is known for his practical, innovative, creative methods for personal and relationship transformation. Dr. Kramer is currently the director of the Institute for Transformations, which perpetuates his workshops and seminars on healthy mind-body relationships. Sheldon is internationally known for his exciting, enthusiastic, humorous, and inspiring lectures on the spiritual dimension of the human experience. He's a teacher for healthcare professionals, training them in effective, short-term, innovative techniques in individuals, couples, and family counseling. He's a regular workshop leader at a variety of professional conferences in psychology, family therapy, and medicine. Welcome, Dr. Sheldon Kramer, to another show. Hey there, how are you today, Jim? I'm good, good, thank you. Hope you're doing well. I'm looking today. forward to talking to you. Okay, well I know that you have a vast amount of knowledge in both uh, psychology and spirituality, and this is where I'd like to focus today. I'm going to be asking you a few questions, but mainly I want you to just go ahead and share what your heart has to share. Because I have found in my experience that it's unusual to find someone who is uh, knowledgeable in both the the professional psychology realm as well as spirituality. And how you connect those two is what I'd like to be talking with you about today. And we'll see just where we, we go with that. So, Okay. Well, you first have, of all, uh, I want to say that this journey of mine personally has been a long, long traveling around the world. It started at 17 years old with my older brother, who's a psychiatrist, who taught me how to do meditation along with a group. And then later on, uh, I went to India when I was 20 years old and studied there for a semester. And then and I got initiated into uh, Buddhism there. And after that, 25 years later, I was asked to talk 
in Israel, uh, give a lecture to mental health professionals overlooking the Western Wall in a hotel, which is a very sacred spot. To make a long story short, that began a in-depth journey beyond all surprises about studying uh, the mystical dimensions of the Old Testament, which is very hidden from most people. And I ended up in a little town right below Lebanon called Sfat. And this is where, after the Spanish Inquisition, many of what's called the Kabbalists, which are called the Hidden Ones, that studied the mystical dimensions of the Bible, landed. And Sfat still exists today. And there are many Kabbalists that live there, and it's an art colony. And that's where my journey began. And it began to become more integrated more with uh, my clinical psychology practice and my workshops. And uh, it's been an amazing journey. Well, I always love to hear people's stories because I never want to look at somebody just as they are today. I love to hear their story of how it's all happened. And for those insights you've just given us, it really whets my appetite to say, Dr. Sheldon Kramer, I want to know more about what you have have learned and how you've applied that to your own life. So let's start by talking about something you have written about and working with called The Hidden Faces of the Soul. Is that correct? Yes. Talk to me about that for a minute. Okay. Well, basically, uh, the, way, the best way to describe this is that we've all met certain people in our lives at some point that inspired us. And when we look in their eyes, something happens to us inside. It could have been our, one of our parents, a sibling, a professor, and let's just say that we met someone along the road that just exuberated compassion. And you look into their eyes, and you start to feel the quality of compassion. And in fact, you even have a body sensation, perhaps even in your chest and heart area, that begins to open yourself up. That would be considered one of our hidden faces, the pure sense of compassion that we can tap into at any time of day if we knew the certain keys that I believe Christ knew, okay, and in my research, and was able to, at will, to be able to tune into that sacred energy in his body, and not just him, but any anybody has that ability to tune into that, whether it's a high spiritual figure, another biblical figure, a guru from this country or that country, or just inside yourself. So there are ten hidden faces or ten faces of the soul that reflect all the old, all the biblical names in the Old Testament. They're in Hebrew, or really the original one was in Aramaic. And each of these ten words connect to the body. They connect to a sacred quality, and it is one of the keys to experiencing the sacred dimension of reality. Um, and all of these teachings within Judaism, Christianity, and Islam have been very hidden, and still are for most people. But they exist, and they're brilliant. And my book was to try to, in a simple way, try to translate these complex concepts into everyday language for self-help and healing. Great. You know, I like what you're saying about the mystical dimensions of the three patriarchal religions, uh, essentially, 
And I have been studying, as you know, for many years, the mystical dimensions of Islam, which is really the, the Aramaic and what Jesus embodied. There are also the mystical dimensions of Christianity and, as you are talking about, the mystical dimensions of Judaism or the Kabbalah, the Kabbalistic insights to this, the spiritual dimensions of the soul. I love the mystical approach. So you're talking about faces of the soul. You're talking about the energies deep within that we have there, but we also need to embody them and practice them. Is that correct? Yes. One of the things I'd like to say to you is that, and I know you're interested in Aramaic, Jim, that basically the word Kabbalah comes from the root word, and maybe you know it in Aramaic better than I, is Le'Kabel, which means to receive. So basically, uh, the mystics were receivers of sacred knowledge, and they knew the keys of how to enter into that realm. People yes. do that regularly, sometimes through prayer, uh, and also there is a direct way through the combination of meditation and prayer, based on these early ancient hidden teachings, for people to to experiment and to possibly have that those kinds of experiences. But it all be, it all begins with the, the quality of being able to be receptive, which many of us have a difficulty uh, doing in life. That's right. Tell us more about that. Um, well, from my being a being a doctor of clinical psychology, I've noticed that many people over the years just have a hard time even with compliments. You ask, they get they get embarrassed, and a lot a lot of people can give a lot more than they can receive. And some of those people that have early traumas in life in particular um, can also have tremendous ability to receive. They're much better at giving than receiving. Um, So uh, the keys to understanding, uh, I think, life in general is to know the balance inside of ourselves and to experience the balance between giving and receiving. And these Kabbalah teachings uh, go back to what are called the Tree of Life teachings. Okay, and the Tree of Life teachings goes back to the Old Testament story in Genesis of the Garden of Eden. So the secret of the Garden of Eden is that we have the Garden of Eden inside of us. We have heaven inside of us, and we don't even have to have it outside of us. And so we have an inner tree of life that we can actually tap into through imagery, through prayer, through meditation. And the tree of life has all these ten faces that we've been talking about and the ten qualities of God. And so in a very simple way, the tree, if you see, if you can imagine, everybody listening to this, you can imagine a beautiful tree, like a Christmas tree, like a tree in the forest that's completely symmetrical. And it's beautiful. And uh, and we all, when we see a tree like that, we can eat instantly. Most of us can get inspired. And there's the right side of the tree and the left side of the tree and the central part of the tree of the trunk. So the Kabbalah principles, the Old Testament mystics, basically use this as a symbol and a pathway to understanding about how to achieve balance and wholeness. So the right side is giving, left side of the tree is receiving. So the mastery of these kind of concepts, psychologically and spiritually, are to balance the giving parts of ourselves with the receiving aspects of ourselves. As we integrate those two qualities, then we can find ourselves becoming very peaceful, 
more open and can begin to understand what is going on inside of us that needs to be healed. And then you can go through the journey of uh, what I would call a psycho-spiritual journey of realizing the greatest mysteries of life inside of ourselves. So would you say, Sheldon, that uh, if I'm hearing you correctly, that instead of just concentrating on giving, 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 the human needs to understand <clears throat> and experience what it is <clears throat> excuse me, to receive because it's the energies of receiving that contribute to the quality of our giving. Is that correct? I think that's another, another way of, of putting it. Um, it's all about these ancient teachings in every single spiritual tradition really talk about this idea of balance. And so um, the combination, yeah, I would say I agree with you, that overall, that, that once people learn how to receive, they can integrate it with giving. But the important thing here is, uh, when I was writing my book, um, I actually consulted a tree surgeon over UCSD, University wow. of California, San Diego. I asked him about do trees get, how do trees get sick? And so if you look around, you can see trees that are bending all the way to the right, and some are bending all the way to the left. So just like trees do that and end up with broken branches, we can end up broken if we're giving way too much. And I'm sure you know people like this, and it's me, and I'm like this a little bit. I kind of give way too much as a healthcare professional, and sometimes in my personal relationships. And, yes. and so when I give... If you give and give and give, then you have no time to take care of yourself. And then psychological, mental, cognitive, and or physical symptoms can occur in our life. And the same thing with receiving. I'm sure you know many people that just take and take and take and take. And many of them end up in jail. And they're in contact only with the quality of taking and receiving. So the journey from the Old Testament mystics were to balance these qualities, and that is the way to achieve enlightenment. So, Sheldon, we need to take a break right now. It's time to let people hear a couple other things, and we'll be right back in just two or three minutes. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Jim Stacy is the author of 11 books, including his first title, Jesus Was Not a Christian, Healing the Shame and Fear from Man-Made Theology. That book is available on Amazon. The other 10 books, which are titled A Healing Spiritual Journey, are available as downloads on thedivineiswithinus.com. When you visit that site, you may also download his CDs and articles. And you can also find out more about where Jim will be speaking, spiritual retreats, and vision quests. Visit www.thedivineiswithinus.com today. 
Jim Stacy's first book, Liberating Jesus from Christianity, Healing from the Fear and Shame of Religious Dogma, is available on Amazon.com. Discover what the church has been hiding for over 1,700 years. Find out why people carry the wounds of guilt and shame instead of the power of loving and being loved. Discover that you are a part of the divine. Learn about the kingdom of heaven within you and find out why history has been twisted by those who slaughtered tens of thousands of innocent people. See why the real Jesus never said the words hell or sin. Liberating Jesus from Christianity. Available right now on Amazon.com. This is the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. are listening to Beyond Religion, Your Life is Waiting. If you have a question or comment about our program, please send an email to thedivineiswithinus at gmail.com. Again, that's thedivineiswithinus at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Here again is Jim Stacy. Dr. Sheldon Kramer, thank you so much for your insights so far, but I have the feeling that there's a whole lot more that we're going to be learning from you. So when it comes to all these ancient teachings, what are the first steps now that the human being can take into this spiritual journey? First step, not only just in spiritual growth, but psychological and physical well-being is to relax. And many of us do not know how to do that, especially in the 21st century where everything's going 100,000 miles a minute. Um, That's for sure. Basically... What's interesting about the Kabbalah teachings, and in every single spiritual teaching, including Christian mysticism, uh, Jewish mysticism, uh, Islamic mysticism, Buddhism, Hinduism, you name it, in every single spiritual tradition, there is a lots of writings, but they're obscure, on the use of the breath. Yes. In Hebrew and Aramaic, the name is Ruach which translates in divine, divine wind or spirit. Yes. Connected to Christianity, it is considered the Holy Spirit. And as we all know, that the breath is a mysterious entity. Yes, it is. No one knows, no scientist, no physician, no one knows how that breath starts at life when a child's born. And there's a mystery of when and how that leaves our body. What people don't know is that the breath is our friend. It only becomes not a friend if you have a severe problem with your with your breathing, like emphysema or COPD. Then you really have gratitude for something that just occurs every second, every right. millisecond within your body. So Ruach, divine wind, is a friend to us. And what we now know is that the breath can control the autonomic nervous system, which is a self-regulating part of us, which we thought at one point couldn't be regulated. That's connected to what's called the sympathetic nervous system, and that happens, we can experience that when we get scared and we have a fight-or-flight reaction. We can all control that now through the use of breath. And at some point, we can do it today or another show, I can actually demonstrate over the radio a really simple techniques to become relaxed and centered. And the word centered is a good concept because, again, it involves balance. You're not too far to the right. You're not too far to the left. You're centered, 
but with inside yourself. So that's the beginning journey, is to learn how to relax the mind and body. What we all get caught in, Jim, as you know, we get caught thinking about the past or the future. Mm -hmm. Yes, we we just can't help it. The key to life in terms of this path is to realize that the only time that exists is now. And that now just went, as I'm talking. And now. And now. And and can we get into that place inside of us? And I believe what Jesus taught and what he amplified was that ability to stay in the moment and to be centered inside, find a center inside your Ruach, divine wind, and through even the breath itself, Jim, you can start having opening up these ten faces of of your soul, which are connected to all parts of your body, from the head down to the toes. Yes. Let me just add something right here, if I could. I love what you're saying. And one of the most uh, awakening moments of my life was in a situation where I had to learn to be and embody the energies of unconditional love. And as I did that in a situation that was really difficult, in my meditation time, I began to experience something so deep and powerful just by breathing. And I knew that that, the Aramaic, the Rukudakucha, which is the same as the Ruach, as you were just talking about, that the breath became a very powerful experience for me in what I call divine connection deep within. Let's go further with that. I look forward to uh, talking about this further. Just for as a side note to all the audience, I'm going to do two more shows with Dr. Kramer in the, the next two weeks. So you have something to look forward to. But go ahead, Sheldon, tell us more. Jim, let me, let me ask you something. Can you just describe a little bit of what that experience was like inside of you? Oh, sure. Uh, Wow, it was so amazing because it was, in my own experience, I had come to a place where I was, had been living alone for so long that I just really wanted and needed somebody to love and to love me. And I went through an experience where I thought I was in love, haha, with someone, and they weren't ready, et cetera, et cetera. So in that moment, what I had learned so far through the Aramaic was to be centered, to be in that moment, and to not be attached to outcomes. And so I just committed myself to be unconditional love for that person, no matter what happened. And as I began to meditate and breathe, I felt deep inside my chest and up and down my spine, I felt this powerful, beautiful, blissful energy just flooding me deep within. And I knew this was a divine connection through the breath. And that was the beginning of my experience. I think uh, I think you're describing that in a very down to earth uh, way that many people have the experience of at times, and they don't sometimes even recognize it. But that's true. One of the ancient um, tools that's now pretty much mainstream in uh, in medicine. Um, in regular medicine and uh, physical medicine as well as general psychiatry and clinical psychology is even thinking of a word, uh, having an image along with the word. So, for example, as you're in contact with your breath, you can picture what you depict 
mm-hmm. of unconditional love. Yes. You know, one of my patients a long time ago um, had a spontaneous image of a dove. And I, I, I facilitated her to become one with the image of the dove, mm-hmm. to embody the quality of the dove. And she saw the dove inside of her completely mm-hmm. with a color white. And as soon as she started to connect with that image, her breath started to go deeper spontaneously. And then, and then I tracked her experience in her body by asking her what is she experiencing from moment to moment. And as one focuses in on the body, then through the dove, she was able to completely experience embodied unconditional love. And then we utilized that experience to see where she needed that on a practical level in her life. And she did. And it was... I think connected to uh, her mother or father she was angry with, a a, uh, spouse that she was not getting along with at the time. As you said, those spontaneous qualities or ones that you consciously try to do by yourself or with a guide of some sort can profoundly inspire you and change your life. And And I think maybe you understand about this is that you can actually attract someone into your life uh, that might be really good for you at the time yes. because you're you're receiving that quality, you yes. know, and it could be through prayer or through meditation because part of receiving is you're just more open in general, okay, and then the law of attraction, when you are emanating, for example, the quality of unconditional love or you're asking to reception from the divine and you're in the quality of receiving, then we see spontaneous synchronicities occur in life. And, yes. and that surprises people, and sometimes people don't even label it. But a famous psychiatrist named Carl Jung coined the term synchronicity. Mm-hmm. And synchronicity, according to him, and I believe this, is a spiritual event. I love what you're saying about that, because the next step for me, after be committed to, to unconditional love and letting that situation go, it was within just three or four months that I met Marie, and you know her, and she, already knowing much of the insights from Buddhism and meditation, was so much more a match for me than I had ever found in my life. And she has been an example to me for of just being letting go, stepping into synchronicity, staying in unconditional love, the divine breath, and the the synchronicity happens, and that's what it, what happened for me. I love how you said that. I think that I know uh, I, I met Marie, and also um, I, one thing I like to say in general is that uh, when that kind of when that kind of attraction happens by itself, or just happens by what I would call the graciousness of the Holy One, blessed is He, She, you know that. Um, uh, uh, that person, whether you like it or not, becomes your spiritual teacher. That's right. And when I say you like it or not, sometimes the biggest learnings in life come through that natural attraction that comes from the meditation or inspiration. Yes. And sometimes soulmates, what people call soulmates, are not this kind of... Uh, 
everything is okay, everything's loving, everything is in sync. No, it can be actually that the person becomes a, a conduit uh, yes. for the growth of all of the ten faces of your soul. Yes. Because there are many parts, according to these Old Testament teachings, the mystical teachings, that need to be balanced. So as we all know, that in life, relationships can be a pain in the neck, but at the same time, they can be a beautiful growth experience to see where inside of us we need to balance these qualities inside of ourselves. And therefore, that's, it's that's true. when somebody can be open to the other person to be and become aware of what inside of them needs to be balanced, and they each take responsibility yes. to work on those qualities, and not only individually, each person grows both psychologically and spiritually, but the relationship can evolve into incredibly beautiful aspects, yes. which could take a while. And that's exactly what's happening for us right now, and... As in this very moment, uh, my sweetie lies in the hospital overcoming a serious f- physical issue. And through this time of dealing with this extreme difficulty of will she survive or not and all the fears and stuff that I have had to face, she has become, through her struggle, a, a hero for me. And it has taken me to a deeper level of becoming how should I say it, conscious of of just being aware rather than being attached to outcomes. And so she has become and is that teacher for me. Right now, we're going to have to take another break, Sheldon, so we are going to be right back with everyone in just a couple of minutes. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Jim Stacy is the author of 11 books, including his first title, Jesus Was Not a Christian, Healing the Shame and Fear from Man-Made Theology. That book is available on Amazon. The other 10 books, which are titled A Healing Spiritual Journey, are available as downloads on thedivineiswithinus.com. When you visit that site, you may also download his CDs and articles, and you can also find out more about where Jim will be speaking, spiritual retreats, and vision quests. Visit www.thedivineiswithinus.com today. Jim Stacy's first book, Liberating Jesus from Christianity, Healing from the Fear and Shame of Religious Dogma, is available on Amazon.com. Discover what the church has been hiding for over 1,700 years. Find out why people carry the wounds of guilt and shame instead of the power of loving and being loved. Discover that you are a part of the divine. Learn about the kingdom of heaven within you and find out why history has been twisted by those who slaughtered tens of thousands of innocent people. See why the real Jesus never said the words hell or sin. Liberating Jesus from Christianity. Available right now on Amazon.com. This is the 7th Wave Channel on The Voice America Network. are listening to Beyond Religion, Your Life is Waiting. If you have a question or comment about our program, please send an email to thedivineiswithinus at gmail.com. Again, that's thedivineiswithinus at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. 
Here again is Jim Stacy. So thank you again, Dr. Sheldon Kramer, for being my guest here today. We have a couple of segments left, and we were just talking about the uh, possibility of relationships, or the reality, rather, of relationships being a challenge for us and into deeper spiritual growth. So what I would like to take, uh, take for you to take us into next is how does the tree of life or relationships, and I'll become a conduit into the embodiment of these ten faces of the soul. about uh, my professional life right now. Um, I've been on the medical staff um, at a local hospital here um, working with patients who are very physically ill. And, um, and we get sent in, the clinical and neuropsychologists like me get sent in to uh, consult with people that are on in a hospital bed. And to me, it's been one of the most amazing, amazing work work activities. Um, and what I'm realizing is that being at the bedside, well, even if you don't know the person, uh, becomes an opportunity immediately to open up the ten different parts of the soul that are in the Tree of Life teachings. Um, for example, um, uh, just yesterday, uh, or maybe a week ago, um, there was somebody I was consulting with, and they uh, were, were talking about life and death. They're not. They're not really certain whether they're going to live or they're going to have another medical crisis. So I look into their eyes and I stay try to stay in contact with this centered aspect that we're talking about, and just listen and be receptive very carefully to what they're saying, and try to reflect back what they're experiencing. And so I said to the person, what you're experiencing is almost the anticipation of loss to continue in terms of your inability to be independent, but just leaving people that you love. And he started to cry profusely and said, I'm most worried not so much about myself, but my wife, who will maybe not be able to cope without me. And in that moment, and this was a man who would be totally out of touch with feeling states, pretty much up in his head, had, had a spontaneous um, experience of humility. And he's used to being in control. Exactly. And also of this incredible heartwarming, not just love up in your head, but love in his chest and his heart. And his wife happened to be there at the time. And I had them look into each other's eyes, which are seen through many spiritual traditions as the seat of the soul, and just look without any words in contact with their breathing. And clearly, they went into this altered state and felt incredible joy, not just happiness, the quality of joy with humility, unconditional love, and deep peace. And each one of those characteristics and qualities are on the tree of life, and they can just happen spontaneously. And then from these experiences, you can then talk to the patient or the person you're guiding and ask them more about what do you think? Do you think you need what qualities in 
inside yourself do you need to aid your own physical healing? So you have to have conversations, and then you start talking about how I've always needed to be in control. I really need to see that I'm not in control. And so then we started working on the quality of humility, which is one of the hidden faces of our soul. It's there, but a lot of times we're, we're not in contact with it, depending on who we are. I agree. I've seen that so often. In fact, my best image of that was my own self in the past, where I didn't know anything but uh, some kind of masculine control stuff. And I was dead wrong. And I had to wake up and realize that... Whether we like it or not, everybody's going to get woken up. Uh, That's true. It seems like a life journey. Uh, on some level, whether it's a physical crisis, an emotional crisis, a mental crisis, and or a spiritual crisis, and all of the above, because life, as you know, as we all know, it brings us things that we don't predict. And if it's financial crisis, career crisis, physical illness, physical illness with your partner, being disillusioned with the church that you go to, with the minister that you go to, or whoever, brings a crisis of the spirit, actually, which is really a crisis psychologically and of the body. Because, in fact, if these qualities are out of control, these different faces of the soul, these pure qualities are you're not in contact with, my belief, and many other healthcare professionals believe, that that can directly affect physical illness and the body, and that's why there is a relationship between these ancient spiritual teachings and healing. So what would you say, Dr. Kramer, is the key to awakening? Because some people wake up, and some people it seems like they never will. But what would you say are the keys or the key to waking up? Well, I think part of it is just grace. Grace is being defined as, you know, you're just in the right time and the right place. Like, for example, somebody, somebody might be listening to this show right now. You know, and they didn't even know that they were going to listen to it. And all of a sudden, they get inspired. So one way is just grace. And the other, one, the other way is um, some people being wetting their appetite is that they can start to read things that maybe they might not uh, read. Um, go to a seminar, go to a workshop, um, um, or go to a certain kind of um, temple um, that facilitates these kind of experiences. And there are people from all different traditions um, that have congregations even. Uh, they're, they're rare, but they have congregations where they can facilitate this kind of integration of prayer and meditation. And clearly, learning learning uh, meditation, and prayer is a form of meditation uh, when done properly. In the Tree of Life, the Kabbalah, the, the receiving of whatever it is that we need to receive, uh, the Tree of Life, or the Ten Faces of the Soul, talk about various energies. Which one of these would you want to go into next? I, I see the list of unity and wisdom and understanding and, and, and a whole bunch more. What is the next step for the person who is waking up? Okay, well, let me go through as an introduction, and later on in other radio shows we can go into these different aspects quickly. But it begins with the top of the head, and that represents the quality of unity. The right side of the head 
is wisdom, which has to do with in, intuitive processes. The left side of the head is the quality of understanding. And by the way, we know scientifically that these ancient teachings are completely congruent with modern science, that the right side of the brain connects to nonverbal side and the left side connects to verbal. Then we go down to the right shoulder point, right arm, right hand, and right chambers of the heart, which is the quality of unconditional love, generosity, and hospitality towards ourselves and others. And then a left side to balance out the uh, unconditional love, generosity, with the left side, which is the left shoulder point, left arm, left hand, left chambers of the heart, with the quality of strength. Strength is being the, the emotional quality of discerning how much you give to yourself, to others. The balance between the love and the will, the strength, the right and left side of the middle parts of the body culminate in the heart. The balance of love and strength, which is the quality of compassion, patience, forgiveness, deep inside the heart, it's the quality of Christ, open-heartedness, compassion. And then we go down to the right hip, right leg, right foot, and that's connected to the quality of perseverance. That is being very action-oriented, goal-oriented, and the quality in the Old Testament of the hero figure there was Moses. He would have stubborn Jews not listen to him, not listen to God, but yet he was commanded by God to um, keep on going, have faith in God, have faith in him, and he kept on going no matter what, just persevering. So, But then the quality is, can you balance out per persevering on your right side with your left hip, left leg, left foot, and that's the quality at the action level of receptivity. Can you monitor that which you're doing with sincerity, thanksgiving, and authenticity? And when you can balance out the perseverance, the giving at the level of action, with monitoring that which you're doing, which most people don't, not to get bent out of shape, then it manifests in the body at the level of the navel area, right above the genital, that whole area, and the solar plexus in particular. And that quality, hidden face, sacred quality, is the quality of stability. And that's where all the... Um, the, the self-disciplines, the self-defense uh, disciplines come from, um, they all become centered, you center yourself on the solar plexus where, where the upper part of the body is connected to the lower part of the body for greater stability. So when you're fighting, you fight with compassion and you fight with balance. And then the last one is if you're sitting down cross-legged um, below the genitals or if you're standing or sitting below your feet, and that quality is connected to uh, three things. It's connected to humility. It's connected to faith and taking responsibility um, for um, being able to juggle all these cosmic energy intelligence throughout your body and through your life. And theoretically, if you're able to do that, 
then you are on contact with the sacred, the ultimate sacred aspect of yourself, and things start to move in your life in a pretty profound way. It's much more than that, but that gives you a glimpse of what you're asking me. Right. Okay, it's time for another break right now, the last one of today, and we'll be right back with everyone in just a couple of minutes. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Jim Stacy is the author of 11 books, including his first title, Jesus Was Not a Christian, Healing the Shame and Fear from Man-Made Theology. That book is available on Amazon. The other 10 books, which are titled A Healing Spiritual Journey, are available as downloads on thedivineiswithinus.com. When you visit that site, you may also download his CDs and articles, and you can also find out more about where Jim will be speaking, spiritual retreats, and vision quests. Visit www.thedivineiswithinus.com today. Jim Stacy's first book, Liberating Jesus from Christianity, Healing from the Fear and Shame of Religious Dogma, is available on Amazon.com. Discover what the church has been hiding for over 1,700 years. Find out why people carry the wounds of guilt and shame instead of the power of loving and being loved. Discover that you are a part of the divine. Learn about the kingdom of heaven within you and find out why history has been twisted by those who slaughtered tens of thousands of innocent people. See why the real Jesus never said the words hell or sin. Liberating Jesus from Christianity. Available right now on Amazon.com. This is the 7th Wave Channel on The Voice America Network. are listening to Beyond Religion, Your Life is Waiting. If you have a question or comment about our program, please send an email to thedivineiswithinus at gmail.com. Again, that's thedivineiswithinus at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Here again is Jim Stacy. So entering into the last segment of today's show, first of all, Sheldon, I would like for you to give people that are listening, a way to contact you for more information, questions, or whatever. So if you would begin this segment with that. Uh, also, where can we get a picture of this tree of life? Because talking about it is one thing, but seeing it is something else. So first contact information and then the tree. Okay. Anyway, uh, my my telephone number is uh, 619-291-4400. Six five, um, or eight five eight nine two two zero seven three two. My email is s k r a m e r s like Sam k like Kraft r Robert a Apple and Mark e Edward r Robert PhD all lowercase at aol dot com s Kramer PhD at aol dot com. I'd be happy to um, connect with people who want to know more about this. In terms of the picture of the Tree of Life, you can just go on the Internet, and there are tons of pictures of Tree of Life from ancient to modern, and there, and you can pick whatever you want. Um, 
and uh, that would be the easiest way to begin. Okay, I, I would encourage everyone listening, if this is something you want to pursue, to go ahead, Google that, find the Tree of Life, print it out, and for the next show, next week and the week following, you can have that right in front of you to look at as we talk about it. So, Sheldon, we have a few minutes left today. Where would you like to take us in the remaining time? Um, yeah, I would like to just say to everybody that uh, these are really interesting teachings, and if people are open to knowing more about that, they can contact me. I do give workshops in different places. I can even coach people over the phone. Um, um, you know, I could be willing to talk to somebody for a minute or two. Or they can email me. I'm pretty busy, but I can try to try to get in contact with them. In terms of the teachings themselves, um, everybody's on a different path, Jim. Um, That's true. And uh, the Tree of Life teachings, in the form that it takes, may not be for everyone. Um, what I've learned over the, uh, the years and traveling to teach in sacred places, for a while I was teaching going from Italy, from Rome and Florence to Istanbul, Turkey, Izmir, Turkey to Israel, and would stay in a variety of different places that were symbolic of those different traditions, is that everybody in every culture is different, and not one path is better than the other. And one of the, the, the excitement for me about the Tree of Life teachings, it's one icon, it's one symbol that goes through all of the paths in every single Western Bible, in the Christianity, in Judaism, in Islam. There is a Tree of Life. Um, and, uh, and also the Buddha himself gained enlightenment under the Bodhi tree. Okay. And all of the heroes that are in religion, um, the, the people that started all of this, they got inspired like Abraham, who is the father of all of the Western religions that is completely accepted, was walking in nature around trees and basically said, there must be something pretty lawful about all of this kind of beauty around me. And he was inspired by nature. But every culture and every teaching is pretty much the same at the mystical dimension. What I really like to say to, say to you and your audience out there is every path is one. It is one. Yes. And what is really problematic in religion, as you know, Jim, is that when... Religion, even within itself, uh, divides Christian, Christian sects, Jewish sects, Islamic sects, extremists. But the very beginning of all paths, you know, from Abraham to all of the great prophets and teachers and masters, the, the simple message was, it's all one. Yes. And the tree of life is a what I would call an archetypal uh, image that fits across every place in the world. And so I'm in the process of trying to create T-shirts, you know, that have the symbol of the Tree of Life in, in, in my book. And yes. with it, that everybody, uh, we all have the same roots. <laughs> yes. What I like about what you're saying right now is so crucial to everything that I have said on my show and written about is the 
reality of different paths. We don't need to compare our paths. We don't need to ever say mine's better than yours or be afraid that somebody else has got something I don't have. No, we all follow our own path. I saw something just the other day on Facebook that said all paths that lead us to the light is what we can choose. And I like that. The other thing that I would say is so many times I've been rather frustrated at looking at these massive cathedrals that the church has built or these massive temples or whatever else, and people build buildings and then say it's so-called God's house. I say maybe you ought to tear the buildings down, sit in nature, as you just said, and find the divine within us and within all of nature. We have about two minutes left. Where would you like to leave our audience with today? Well, I just personally feel gratitude that you've invited me on your show and that um, that I would say uh, there's an old Moody Blues song, so I might be dating myself here, but it sure. says, the Moody Blues sang, that the love that you're giving is only really meant for you. Hmm. And so I think there's some wisdom in that the song uh, lyrics and that what I would like to say to everybody is I hope that um, our conversation here has inspired people, and I'd be happy to hear from people and wish them tremendous uh, hope and wish and dreams for their evolving on their spiritual journey. Great. Well, Sheldon Kramer, I have deeply appreciated what you're sharing, and I look forward to talking with you in the next two weeks and and sharing more of not just the tree of life, but the spiritual journey, uh, the spiritual path that all of us can follow. And it's just so vastly important that we come to the place of understanding who we are as human beings. We are not just these physical beings on a planet uh, working at a job, earning money, paying bills, and all of the issues that are attached to capitalism, etc. What we need to understand is that there's more. There's much more to our spiritual journey than we've yet experienced. There's much more to knowing who we are than what we have yet known. So that's about all the time we have for today. Dr. Kramer, thank you again, and we will catch up with you next week. And all of you, we'll catch you later. Thank you for tuning into the program today. Please join Jim Stacy for another edition of Beyond Religion, Your Life is Waiting, next Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. This week, let the divine work for you and with you. You're bound to experience a new life. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.